This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, let's get to it. Another, another individual, Dave Harrigan, elected official, who has been kind enough to join us over the years, including when things are great, and when they're awful, and doesn't think about the show and decides to step away from his job. Possibly he did think quite a bit about the show and discovered the error of his ways. Maybe Kurt Doubt, in announcing yesterday that he's stepping away from the legislature, is sick of me reaching out to him Mm -hmm. to talk to him. Because uh, the former speaker did put out a brief statement saying, thrill my life, I'm stepping away. But has not elaborated, so we're going to. Uh, was that about serving or being on the show? I think it was both. <laughs> I, I, I think that's clear. It was both. All right, sir. Um, thanks as always. Kurt Dowd is here on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. He's you're fifty. You're young. You've been you've been a speaker, uh, majority leader, minority leader. You have uh, your name has been mentioned for higher office before, but you are saying goodbye. Why are you walking away? Well, first, uh, thanks for having me on, and I, I want to say, Chad, you it's been a pleasure to to be on your show over the years, and I have a great deal of respect for you. Thank um, you. And and I uh, I think I, you didn't say it, but I texted you yesterday before the announcement went out and gave you a little heads up, and I said, if you want, I'd like to come on your show. And I, I, I genuinely I, I appreciate passed, that. I passed on 20 interviews because I wanted to, to talk to you first. So thank you uh, because I do because I do appreciate you and I know how much people respect you. But, you know, uh, it is tough. It's yesterday was kind of a bittersweet day. It's tough to say goodbye and and leave that. But uh, also, you know, for somebody my age and, and with my skill set, serving in the legislature is quite a sacrifice. And, and people don't always realize you're you're missing the best earning years of your life. So. Um, you know, I have to move on and, and it'll give an opportunity for new people to, to rise up and, and show their leadership skills. And I'm, I'm so honored uh, to have been able to work on the stuff I did over the years and uh, accomplish some really great things for the state of Minnesota, uh, sometimes with governors I didn't agree with, but we were able to put our differences aside. And, you know, I had some pretty epic battles over the years. Too. Yes. Some of them I won, some I didn't win. We're going to we're going to uh, get to a couple of those. So sure, why, go ahead, go ahead. why now, as opposed to we're so close to the session starting, yep. be a part of this session and then make the announcement after the session? Sure, sure. And and great question. And, and you know, I've I've toiled over this for a while now. Um, I have worked for a company out in Washington, D.C. for for four years 
just on a part-time basis, uh, a consulting firm, not a lobbying firm, but a, a consulting firm, and and um, have enjoyed that. They approached me and wanted me to come to work full-time, and they made me an offer and uh, that, that I frankly couldn't refuse. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's as much as I hate to say goodbye, and I have as much passion today for public service as I did the day I got elected, um, it's, uh, I also have to worry about my retirement and, and making sure that I'm, you know, putting enough money away and, and doing all that. So I'm going to, I'm going to step away from this public service and I hope that I can find another way to either volunteer or do something to help our state. Cause I do have that passion. Um, but I, I need to focus on, on making some money and making up for lost time. So, uh, that's the reason I'm doing it now. And I, it, it, it hurts my heart to, to have to do it, you know, right at the beginning of the session and, but um, the timing just worked out this way, and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. So obviously, you know what's taking place in the legislature, and you saw that last year with the Democrats having the trifecta and yeah. and doing what they wanted and feeling like, hey, we have control, we won the elections, we're gonna get our stuff done, and we're gonna listen to Republicans, but we're really not gonna work with Republicans. Did that play any part? You're feeling that, guess what, the same thing is going to happen. Uh, Jason had Governor Walls on yesterday, uh, listening to Jason characterize his interview with Governor Walls. Doesn't sound like Governor Walls wants to back away in any way from the feeling that, you know, we're in a position of authority. We feel like we're making the right decisions. If if there was more back and forth, there was there was a feeling of more compromise, would you have maybe stayed longer? Yeah, I think so. I'll, I will say it definitely played a, a part. Um, not only is it tough to be in the minority when the other side has the trifecta, but, you know, I'm no longer the leader. And, and I was a pretty influential guy in the state of Minnesota for a long time. So now I sit in the back row um, and, and it's tough to be as a racehorse out to pasture, too. Right. So um, I, I feel like, you know, God uh, put me in the legislature and it was exactly where I should be. I was born for it. I, I loved it. I, I love the negotiating the, I love the, the floor fights. I love the strategy. I loved getting stuff done and finding creative ways to get stuff done and solve problems. Um, I'll, I'll, to answer your question at the beginning of, uh, the last session, I went to the speaker and, and just said, Hey, you know what? I want to be a little more of a statesman. I'm going to be sitting in the back row, but I've got a skill set that I can be helpful. I care about the state. I want to make it better. I, I'd, I'd really like to, you know, if there are some problems that, that really could use the hand of a statesman to kind of work on and, and maybe try to find a solution for, they can be tough problems. I don't care, but maybe not stuff that's, that's uh, ideology or polarizing, right? Stuff that yeah, we're, we're not sure. going to disagree on. And you know, well, well, I think in the in a in a utopic world, I, that sounds like a great idea. And and I did get to work on a couple of things, but it's just tough because the the speaker has to let me work on it instead of letting one of her freshman legislators or somebody else work on it and get credit for it so they can use it in a lit piece, right? Yeah, and, and sure. Talk about what a great job they did. So it just I thought it might be an opportunity to work across the aisle. I also don't want to disparage the speaker for that. That's not. I mean, she did give me a couple of things, and and uh, you know, I did get an opportunity to work on some stuff, but it just, the place isn't as bipartisan as I think any of us would hope that it could be. And I think that's a little bit a result of the fact that um, Minnesota is a state where it is uh, uh, close. It flips back and forth, right? Um, I've been minority leader, then speaker, then minority leader. Right? Yeah, um, right. and, and, and I think because of that, there's a lot of power that goes with being in the majority. So people want to hold on to that and you do whatever it takes to, to hold on to that. So um, that makes it a little more polarized. If we take a break, can you hang on? 
Sure, I can. Let's do this. Kurt Doubt is with us. Very kind, uh, talking to us first ahead of anybody else, giving a full explanation why he is walking away from the legislature. You just pointed out he was speaker. He's been minority leader. He's been mentioned for higher office. There's a lot of questions to ask, including about some of the battles he had with Governor Dayton, Governor Walls, his thoughts on his own party, the Republican Party in the state. More with Kurt Doubt after this short pause on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Let's continue our conversation with Kurt Dowd. He announced yesterday that he's leaving the legislature before this upcoming legislative session. Mr. Dowd has been a Speaker of the House. He's been Minority Leader a couple times. And he's talking to us, the first time he's talked to anybody, about the reasons why he has left the uh, legislature. All right. Part of the reason why I've enjoyed having you on, and we've sparred at times, and we've went back and forth, which has been respectful, is you don't duck questions. So. Uh, do you respect professionally Governor Dayton more or Governor Walls more? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I will say this. I worked, I was Speaker of the House for four years of Governor Dayton's term. Um, and I think, be, and then I was minority leader for four years with Governor Walls. Um, but as minority leader, you don't, you don't work as closely and you're not always in the room on the negotiations. But when I was speaker, it was me and the governor, Governor Dayton. Um, so I'll say I had a closer relationship, closer working relationship, uh, with Governor Dayton. And, um, I don't want to say that I don't, that I respect one of them more than the other. I don't know that that's a fair thing for me to say. You're right. I don't ever dodge questions, but, uh, I'll, I'll say it differently. I have a different relationship with them both. I, I learned to be able to trust Governor Dayton and to, uh, to respect that. Um, with Governor Walls, we haven't worked as closely, but we have a, we have kind of a friendship a little bit outside of the legislature, too, and we're both car guys, and we both have an old uh, 1960s four-wheel drive vehicle that we uh, that we enjoy talking about, and, and um, so we share that, and, and we do text back and forth once in a while, even now. Well, part uh, of the reason was, why I say it is, is yeah. I, I, 
Was it this year at the fair or the last year at the fair? I got a little. I got a little heated. You got me. really heated about Governor Walls about can't trust him. This and that. And then you kind of walked away and looked at me and said, "Was that good for you?" I go, yeah, yeah. We want people to make news. Thank you, thank you. Uh, there were many outlets that were listening that day. So yeah, was that just more a one-off or? Well, you know, it probably was on that day, and and I. I uh, it's no surprise or no secret that I have had differences of opinion with both of them. And I think, you know, I've been vocal when I've disagreed. And, and I'm also somebody that likes the debate in the public sphere, right? Um, air your frustrations, air your reasons why yeah. you disagree. Right, um, I agree. And, and Minnesotans deserve that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, he knows that I haven't agreed with everything that he's done. And, and, but I also respect, I believe he's doing what he thinks is good for Minnesota. And while our visions disagree on that, um, I believe he's got a, a, a good heart for this state and, and for its future. Okay, let's talk about your party, uh, the Minnesota Republican Party. Let's pick up on the latest. Uh, as of yesterday, the GOP chair and the deputy chair have come out and are very upset about the new flag. They denounced the flag. The, part of the quote from David Hahn was this, the DFL's quest to erase our history is repugnant, and should be rejected. I will just say personally, I've been pretty much floored how upset almost everyone has been about the flag, right? On yeah. all yeah. sides, like uh, yeah. it, it, it's a Somalian flag. It's it's messages to uh, it, it, it's trying to wipe away our history. To uh, man, that flag was the greatest flag ever. And I swear to God, most people, if I showed them the flag five days ago, they wouldn't have recognized the flag. I. I, yeah. I understand symbolism means more to others than it does to me, but I, I just have been floored by how angry people have been. And is this really where you think your party should go is keep talking about the flag as opposed to let's move on. They picked a flag and let's deal with real issues that that people face every single day. I think you're right about that. Um, I will say, you know, because I'm a, still a sitting legislator right now, yeah. my email, I, I don't know that I've gotten more emails on any issue in the last probably five years or so than, than I have on that. That's crazy. Flag. So, that's, so the public, and it's funny you're hearing it too, right? I mean, yes. people, people are just up in arms about it. I will say, I think the process could have been better. Um, meaning, if you're going to adopt a new state flag, I feel like that's something that should pass the legislature pretty much unanimously, right? I mean, there should be, there should be so much agreement. And, what and you passes the legislature of, unanimously right now? Yeah, I mean, I it, it, we should believe in empathy and decency. That probably yeah, gets yeah. 70% vote in the legislature. <laughs> the, sky, the sky is blue, yeah. you know, 55% vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But but I do feel like that's one of those things that should transcend partisanship and, or, uh, you know, partisanship and, and should be, uh, you know, but but at the same time, you what you just said is right. Um, we as a party, yep, it's done. I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't dwell on it. It it there are more important things, and and this is my frustration. There are more important things that face Minnesotans than the flag. Uh, while the flags might seem important, people are fired up about it. I wish people were fired up about the fact that we just squandered a seventeen billion dollar budget um, and had the largest tax increase in state history at the same time. I think that's just mismanagement of funds and probably why I was angry at the fair. Um, that was but, the issue. Yep. You know, 
there are things that, that are impacting Minnesotans more that I think we should be focused on. And I think we wish Minnesotans were more focused on um, because I think a lot of times people don't pay attention to what's going on in St. Paul. And I think if they did, uh, we'd get a different result in the election. Governor Pawlenty is on this show frequently also. In fact, he's going to join us Tuesday after the Iowa caucuses. And often what he said, Kurt, the last couple of years is the Republican Party has to accept that what we are doing, because he's still a proud Republican, with our brand is not working. And that if we yep. keep doing the same thing over and over again, we're not going to win. And he acknowledges, yes, yep. we still win races in different parts of the state. But he pushes back. He says, we're not a purple state anymore. He points out more often than not, the Democrats yep. have had control of the House and Senate, not all the time, yep. and that yep. he's the last one as a Republican to be governor. And he left in 2010. So yep. what should your party do to not lose voters where you continue to win but have more success with centrist. You're not going to get the left and the far left, but for the for this the folks who might vote for Obama one time and maybe Trump one time, or you know they, they surprise us how they bounce back and forth. How can you appeal to those folks? Yeah, you know, and the way I say it is, he was the last Republican elected statewide, and that election happened in 2006. Yeah, you're um, right. So that's how long we've been in the wilderness. Right. On, on a statewide election. And I feel like the state is trending away from Republicans. We it may be difficult for us to ever win a statewide race again. But in order to do that, we've got to connect with Minnesotans. And I think, you know, I have seen in my career the pendulum effect of governing and there will be a pendulum effect based on what the Democrats are doing right now. Um, and there will be a little, you know, hot stove, touching the hot stove reaction and the voters will go the other way. And, you know, um, and that has been the history. But but as time goes on and as these policies that passing uh, get implemented, I'm hearing all the time that Republicans are leaving the state. Um, you know, you've got a you've got a 10 percent premium uh, just for the privilege of living in the state of Minnesota when you could live in, I don't know, is there 13 other states or something that are tax-free, including South Dakota right next to us? Um, so, so people who tend to be Republican voters are getting fed up and leaving, and Democrat voters are coming in. Um, and, and so how long can you sustain that? But I think what we have to do is we've got to connect with voters on issues they care about and stop talking about things that they don't care about. Um, and, and, you know, there's good examples of that over the years. I think abortion uh, is a good example of that. Uh, obviously, in recent years, in the last election, abortion was the issue that I think kept Democrats or gave Democrats complete control in Minnesota. Sure. I think it was a, a false issue. Um, in Minnesota, we have a constitutional protection for abortion, and our Supreme Court now is 100% Democrat appointed, or is there maybe one, one justice left? I'm not sure, but he might be retiring, so it will be 100%. So there's no threat, and, and not one person in Minnesota was impacted by Roe v. Wade uh, g getting overturned. Um, abortion is protected here. It was never under any threat. There was no bill in the legislature. But Scott Jensen, who, who you know well, yeah. yep. and who <laughs> has... You know, yep. with me and others, kind of walk back a lot of his comments. Yep. He yep. said two or three times, including on this show, yep. you know, comments yep. that allowed the Democrats, who probably were going to jam it down every store anyway, to say, guess what? Now we get to point it out to you over yep. and over again with comments by Governor Walls' opponent. 
and I think I think those comments were naive because in this situation, he was never going to have an opportunity to sign a bill that was going to ban abortion. It, it wasn't even possible in the state of Minnesota, right? So he was speaking out of turn, and of course, he gave them a gift, and they ran with it. Yep. And I'm afraid what's going to happen. I mean, if I was the Democrats in the next election, I would put a constitutional amendment on the ballot to make sure you know to to protect abortion in the ballot or in the constitution. And keep that issue alive, even though it's not alive. It shouldn't be alive. Nobody should be. We, we shouldn't be talking about it. They shouldn't be talking. About how it. would it be but written? Because, what, how do we write it where? Well, they, the, what my point is, yeah. they'll do it. They'll put that question on the ballot and say, should uh, abortion be protected? Uh, the right to an abortion be protected under our Constitution and put that on the ballot. So now everybody's going to turn out in the election to vote for that question. Oh, and they'll also vote for Democrats. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the way of keeping the issue alive. That's politics. But it's not it's not being genuine because abortion's under no threat here in Minnesota. Who uh, who should run against Amy Klobuchar? And my kind of my point is another one on the party where it seems like Democrats have some younger individuals where you say, OK, I can see them running you yep. the last 10 yep. years or so. When I would ask you and others, you were always mentioned, well, could he run for this congressional seat? Would he run for governor? You know, you were in your 40s and yep, yep. You, you had positions of power. You made yourself available for interviews. And now I just don't see as many Republicans who are emerging in the state as Democrats. Do, do you agree with that? Is that, is that a fair point? I, I do agree with that. And, and I equate it to our bench is – Thin, right. And and part of the problem is the same reason I'm leaving the legislature right now. It's tough to be in the legislature. It's particularly tough to be in the legislature as a Republican and find a job outside. You know, companies don't want to employ you, even though the law says they, they have to or they can't fire you. They won't hire you and they'll fire you for some other reason. And I've seen it happen a dozen times since I've been in the legislature. And, and what we see is good people can't afford the forty five thousand dollar salary to, to stay in the legislature and yeah. raise a family. And, 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 you know, so people leave. And, and I think what Democrats have done better than Republicans is they have all these nonprofits and, and many of whom are funded with government dollars. And I mean, where did that $17 billion go in the last budget? It went a lot of it to all kinds of nonprofits to do in some cases, good work, but not with a lot of oversight. And most of those nonprofits hire Democrat legislators to run the organization or have a job or whatever. So, so it's, it's much easier for Democrats to have some outside work and, and their side takes care of their people much better than our side does. So we've got a thin bench. And, and frankly, I think it, it, Amy Klobuchar is seen as an uphill battle. And I don't know that people are going to want to stick their neck out to run against her because I'm not sure people believe that, that we can win that race. Yeah. Um, now, should we be able to? I do believe we should be able to, but uh, it's not up to me. We have to convince the voters that we can win that race. And right now it's trending against us in the state, and especially with Amy Klobuchar. She's done a good job of keeping a, a pretty good reputation. My uh, initial default is always to have respect for individuals who jump into the arena. Uh, I'm going to have even greater respect if uh, they're willing to, to stand up and and be involved on, on a regular basis in that, just not be deferential and then make the case. And also, if yeah. they show that they, they aren't going to back away from the core values, but they're willing to make deals. To me, you have always done that. Uh, you have been kind enough to respond to us, even when you were in the complete meat grinder, when stuff was going bad. <laughs> You've made yourself bill when things are good. You, you give honest response. People don't have to agree with your responses. 
you get that, and that's why I always always enjoyed our conversations. Great respect that you would talk to me first and, and our audience, and and I uh, congratulate you on your upcoming future. We'll now play golf. Now we'll we'll finally get the the golf in. Let's do it and do uh, it. have some fun. We'll I, still reach out to you on, on on important issues going forward. Yeah, please do that. And I want to say I've been honored to be able to do this job. I want to thank Minnesotans for giving me that honor, opportunity, and and I'll look for for continued opportunities for me to to get in, engaged and and make a difference in our state. And it'll look different, uh, but I hope I can find something where I can use my skill set to make this state better. I'm sure you will. Thank you, Kurt. Have a great day. Thank you, Chad. Kurt Doubt. To me, the state is better when we have more Kurt Doubts. 33 past 2 on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 